team in now. Former Minnesota State University Mankato wide receiver Shane Zilstra. Shane, how are you? I'm doing well, Paul. I'm doing well. Thanks for having me on. Thanks for joining us. So, March 25th at the University of Minnesota. It's your pro day. It's your time to show the world, show the NFL scouts, coaches, GMs, what you're all about. What is your mindset as you approach pro day? You know, the mindset is just not to change anything up too much. You know, I got to, you know, take it for what it is and just I've prepared, you know, for these last how many weeks and, you know, just take all that preparation and, uh, you know, put it on the pro day and hopefully put down some good numbers. Now, is there a specific number? Let's just say 40 wise. Is there a specific number you're looking to shoot for? You know, there is. Um, my brother and I have been talking a lot. He's been with me training now and helping me through this process. And, um, you know, I've put down some numbers already, but I'm shooting for that high 4-5, uh, low 4-6 okay. range. Is something that I, would, I think is realistic and attainable for me. How about 4-3? <laughs> yeah, that would be incredible. If I could do that, okay. I think I would turn a lot of heads. <laughs> so talk about now the pressure. Because – you know, obviously, Division Two, Minnesota State, Mankato. So you got that. Do you feel like there is a lot of pressure for you to perform and be at your best during this pro day? I don't think there's any, you know, added pressure just for that. You know, everyone will knock you kind of just being that small school guy, and I've kind of accepted that role. Um, but as far as added pressure, you know, I'm just going to go out there and do everything I can. And obviously I have the tape and productivity in college. So, you know, I'm also going to, you know, shoot that out there and remind them of that. But yeah, I wouldn't say there's necessarily added pressure. I'm just going to go out and compete. Do you feel like you have to go in there or, or do you go in there somewhat with a chip on your shoulder because you have to prove yourself to a certain extent? Yeah. I mean, there's, yeah, right. Um, I mean, there's definitely a small chip, um, you know, just, people always knock you for being that small school guy. But I think scouts are starting to realize more and more that there is talent at every single level. Um, you know, not only division two, but also division three. I mean, my brother's a great case for that. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's a small chip, but like, uh, my brother Brandon actually has said before, I'm not, I'm not looking to prove other people wrong. I'm looking to prove myself right. And I'm kind of taking that approach. You know, I, I know what I can do. Um, and it's just a matter of, you know, putting it out there. Now, you talked about your brother, Brandon Zilstra, who plays for the Carolina Panthers. How much have you relied on him during this whole process? And, an immense amount. Um, you know, it's hard to hard to put a number on it or anything like that. But, you know, I've leaned on him. I've asked him a million questions probably already. He's probably sick of it. But uh, a million questions, um, you know, we work out together. We do a lot of routes together. Um, and just all about, you know, what it takes to be a professional on and off the field. You know, it take me through, you know, when you're not doing workouts per se or anything like that, it's when you're at home, what are you doing? Are you watching film? Are you recovering? Are you stretching? Foam rolling, all that kind of stuff. So he's been an a incredible and phenomenal resource for me. That's got to be a tremendous resource to have having that right there at your disposal, a guy that's been through this process, a guy who, like yourself, a small school guy. And so 
that's got to be a tremendous resource and a tremendous asset for you as you move forward. So many people, you know, they might not be familiar with your game and what you bring to the table. Tell those who have not seen you play what you bring to the table. Uh-huh. Well, um, I'm a playmaker um, at, at, at its, you know, simplest uh, form. Um, I had very productive college years. I was able to stretch the field. You know, I played a lot of, of the boundary receiver X we had in our offense. Um, played a lot in the boundary and was had uh, a lot of man coverage over top and whatnot. But, yeah, just a, a person or player that's able to stretch the field but also make contested catches and uh, catches in traffic. So I noticed that you have the number 84. Also noticed that you're a Minnesota kid. Is that 84 is, is anything to do with Randy Moss? It, it definitely does. It was kind of uh, unintentional when I first got there. I had requested some other numbers when I got to Mankato, but I got stuck stuck with uh, 84. And I was like, ah, oh, you know, I wish I would have got these other numbers I think it was like number eight which was my high school number but then I kind of thought about it more and I was like wow like this is a really special number just being from Minnesota and obviously knowing what Randy Moss did and also because not many people have had or worn 84 at Mankato so I was able to kind of make that number my own so that, that's got to be cool so you said you're a playmaker have you mossed a few guys there at Minnesota State <laughs> yeah, I definitely have. I, I was definitely fortunate. I had a ball placed by both our quarterbacks who did a phenomenal job, and I was able to moss a few people. What's it like to moss someone? You know, that's you know, a big part of my game was in the end zone. Um, you know, I had an incredible amount of touchdowns. Like I said, I was very fortunate with great uh, quarterbacks. Um, but, yeah, that was probably you – know, that's where I made my money. It was in the end zone and just really getting up with my vert and uh, being that long – body, long-arm receiver that was able to make a lot of plays in there and just get over top of people. So you are a big wide out at 6'5". Is there anybody that you compare yourself to that's in the league now, that's played before? Is there anybody you compare yourself to? Yeah, there's a few people. Um, I try not to – or I talked to Brandon actually a lot about it because obviously he's around those kind of guys. But um try to emulate my game after – like the Michael Thomas, the Julio Jones, those kind of bigger body receivers. And those people are, those two people are people that stand out to me who've obviously okay. had very productive NFL careers. For sure. For sure. We're talking to the former Minnesota State Mankato wide receiver, Shane Zilstra. So, Shane, looking at you now and looking at your collegiate career, each and every year as you played, the numbers got better. And they were great this year, 81 catches, over 1,600 yards, 18 touchdowns. Talk about the improvement from the moment you stepped on campus till now. You know, it really just came back to not never being complacent. Um, you know, I thought I was here. I knew I was a guy that was able to make a lot of plays and, you know, had a lot of yards and a lot of touchdowns and all that. Um, unfortunately, wasn't able to play a whole lot my freshman year. We actually had quite a few seniors um, ahead of me that year. But I was able to get on the field. You know, I think I had like 500 yards or something like that and seven touchdowns or something, something like that. And I was like, all right, like, you know, this is what I did this year and 
So I'm a, this, so I did this off season and whatnot. So I'm gonna take that and I'm gonna double it. You know, I'm gonna work this much harder. I'm gonna do this differently. And obviously, I was able to build on that and kind of took that mindset in every year. And it definitely shows in terms of the numbers. They got better each and every year, and you put up some big time numbers there at Minnesota State. So Adam Thielen, a guy plays for the Minnesota Vikings, a big time wide receiver a Minnesota State Mankato guy, a guy, again, put up some big-time numbers and is a big-time player. Have you reached out to him during this process to, to kind of pick his brain? Yeah, I have, actually. I haven't had a really chance, or I haven't had a chance to sit down and talk with him, um, but I did reach out to him. Uh, we do plan on getting together here soon, hopefully, and getting some field work in and while we're doing that, I'll try not to annoy him too much with questions, but I definitely have quite a few for him, just being in a, a similar situation. How much does, you know, your brother, his journey, you know, coming from a small school, Adam Thielen, coming from the same school that you, you played at, how much does those guys inspire, motivate you? Paul, they definitely encourage me. Um, like I said kind of earlier, what I alluded to was just scouts kind of realizing that there is – talent at every level and those are two prime examples obviously Adam has had a incredible NFL career and just shows you know that there is talent at every level and you got to respect their game and what they put on tape so who is the better Zilstra Brandon or Shane I tell you what Brandon is a phenomenal player but I got to take it uh, obviously we're at two different levels being four years apart um, but I definitely had a uh, better college career, so we kind of joke about that sometimes. He had a better high school career. He was able to win a state championship, actually, and I was came came up short twice, um, the national or the state runner-up and whatnot. So he's got that on me. But we'll see when I get to the NFL, and we'll compare then again. It's very hard to get to the National Football League, and obviously your brother is there, and you have an opportunity to get there. So that says a lot about that Zilster blood. There seems to be something about that Zilster blood that may produce NFL players. What is it about that Zilster blood? It's just good old fashioned hard work. Um, You know, we both, you know, weren't highly recruited out of high school and, and we realized that. And it's just, you know, you have to do that much extra to try to get your name out there and try to get in front of scouts and, you know, catch their eyes. So it's just, you know, like I said, good old-fashioned hard work and staying determined, staying motivated. So let me ask you this. You are from Minnesota, and we talked about Randy Moss. So obviously, you are a Vikings fan. A- am I correct in saying that? You would be correct. Yep, definitely that, that hometown fan. So let me ask you this. What would it mean for you? You know, your brother got an opportunity with the Vikings. What would it mean for you to get an opportunity with with the Minnesota Vikings. Obviously, you want to play in the league, but the Minnesota Vikings are your team. Yeah, and like you said, it's it's just a little bit different. It'd be very special, um, you know, growing up watching that team, watching the crazy players that came through, like Randy Moss and Chris Carter and whatnot, and just trying to, you know, we all would joke about it, Brandon and I would, and how oh, we'd be them for Halloween. You know, not not just one year, it'd be a few years. Um, so it'd be pretty crazy to, to be in their shoes, per se, and and go through that as a Minnesota Viking. So I'm reading here, reading your bio. You did some track and field in high school. Is that something that you continued in college? 
I did. Yep. I did for my freshman year. I did long jump actually and helped win a conference meet for our team. But after that, I just realized I want to focus on football. You know, I think there's a huge translation with track and football. However, I just really wanted to focus on school and football. For sure. We're talking to Minnesota State, former Minnesota State, Mankato wide receiver, Shane Zilstra. So, Shane, end of the day, end of the day, why should any team in the National Football League give you an opportunity, give you a chance? You know, I would just say that I'm a, I'm a humble, hardworking guy um, that had a very productive college career. Um, I would also say I'm very versatile as well because I've also had contact with scouts and coaches and everything like that about possibly transitioning to tight end. So that's definitely something that I'm willing to do. I'm also willing to play special teams and just really do whatever it means or whatever it takes, excuse me, uh, to make a team and obviously help them win. And I was, I was going to ask you about that in terms of your size and everything, you would be comfortable. You would be okay being moved to tight end and playing tight end on the next level. That's correct. Yeah. I'd have no problem with that. I've actually come to terms with that. We'll see what we, you know, what the team wants, obviously, but I'm definitely open to that. Um, it's just part of making the team and willing to do anything. That's obviously something that I'm willing to do. So have you gotten with any like tight end type players or, or type coaches to help you prepare for the possibilities? I have. Yep. I've, I've been working with Marquise Gray, um, who went to the University of Minnesota and, and is training at the training house, the facility I train at. And we start doing some, you know, positional stuff, and it'll increase more and more here um, coming up to the pro day and then after the pro day as well. So what does the next few weeks look like for you? Obviously, pro day, March 25th. March 25th, excuse me. What does the next few weeks look like for you? Yep, it's just working out every day, training, you know, really sharpening and honing in on those skills that um, will take place at that pro day. Um, and then after that, we'll see what happens. You know, it's just a matter of staying in shape. You know, I'll get on the field a lot more doing routes and stuff like that and just, just waiting for that call and waiting for that draft. Do you like this process? I mean, it's a very difficult process, but do you like, do you embrace this draft process? I have, you know, I'm, I'm a guy that's always loved working out and, and working hard. And, you know, not many people get this opportunity to, to be in my shoes. So, yeah, I definitely don't take it for granted. And I've been really enjoying it. So, obviously, you know, the draft is a few weeks away. So, in terms of, where you might go what have you been hearing is it a situation where you might have to go the free agency route is it a situation where you could get drafted late how's things looking yep. in terms of that yep i've heard a few different things and you know i take everything with a grain of salt but everything that i've heard has been you know sixth round on or whatnot uh to undrafted free agents so like i said take it with a grain of salt and you know just ready for any opportunity that i get and here's also the thing, if you do not get drafted, there is some benefit to that because on some level you can possibly pick and choose your situation. That is correct. That is a conversation Brandon and I have had. You know, obviously, like you said, there is a small situation like that. You know, it depends on who's, who's interested and whatnot. But, yeah, I have heard that, that it can be a benefit to you. So let me ask you this. I mean, you played a lot of football over the years. 
and, you know, obviously you played a lot of music to get you pumped up, to get you ready to play a football game. So let me ask you this. As you prepare for that pro day, March 25th, is there going to be a specific song, music that you're going to listen to before you head out and do those drills and make things happen? I tell you what, I hate to disappoint you, actually, but I actually do not listen to music. I'm one of those unique guys. Um, okay. We actually had a rule in our in our locker room um, that actually said no music that could be played over the speakers and whatnot. So we kept a really peaceful, quiet locker room, and I kind of embraced that, and I really took that into my game just because I consider myself a patient player. You know, I'm not out there to go, you know, try to score a million touchdowns. I'm going to let the plays come to me and, you know, make the most of the opportunities that are given. So I kind of kind of took that with my music, too, and I actually don't listen to a ton of music before the game. So is there anything that you're going to kind of meditate on? Is there is there, is there something you're going to channel in, in order for you to get the numbers that you want to get? Definitely. You know, like you said, meditate. So I'll definitely take in the moment, you know, take a few deep breaths and just realize where I'm at in this blessed opportunity. Um, and, and like I said, just definitely try to take in the moment and just remain calm and, and you know, realize that I worked hard for this point. And just got a chance to prove it now. For sure. So, fans, make sure you support this man's journey. Hit him up on Twitter at Shane Zilstra and support all the great things going on with Shane Zilstra as he prepares for the upcoming NFL draft which is right around the corner. So let me ask you this. Are you going to watch the draft at a specific place? Have you got that taken care of? Where are you watching the draft? I plan on just spending it with my family, uh, probably at my parents' house. So we'll be watching it there, just surrounded by family and friends. That sounds good. Uh, do you, you got the outfit, you know, picked out that you're going to wear at the house? <laughs> Nothing nothing special like that. No, nothing crazy. Okay. All right. So it should be an exciting time for you. No matter what happens, this is a great opportunity. Embrace the journey. Enjoy the journey and make it happen. So, Shane, thanks for joining us, man. Definitely appreciate it. And when you go to that next level, we would love to do it again. Awesome. I really appreciate your time, Paul. No problem. Take care of yourself. Yep, thank you very much. Thanks for having me on. Let's bring him in now. Former St. John's, Minnesota quarterback, Jackson Ernman. Jackson, how are you? I'm doing well, thanks. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, of course. So, so let me ask you this. Your pro day, two weeks away, March 25th, out there in beautiful Minnesota. What is your mindset as you approach this pro day? Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm excited uh, to be in it, you know, especially from a small school guy for the Gophers letting me in. But I'm excited. I got some really talented guys to throw to, and, just, you know, I'm prepared. I'm excited to showcase everyone and, you know, show everyone what I can do. Now, being that you are a small school guy, D3 player, do you feel, you know, a little extra pressure to put on a big-time performance? Uh, You know, 
you know, obviously being a small school guy, I'm playing an uphill battle. But, you know, being at the Collegiate Gridiron Showcase and just, like, my film and stuff, you know, I'm confident in myself and being, you know, seeing other guys on tape and film, I'm confident I'm right up there with everyone else. So I'm just excited to show the scouts and teams what I can do. Um, but, yeah, there's definitely some added pressure. And, like I said, fighting an uphill battle, battle as a small school guy. So fighting that uphill battle, you know, dealing with that pressure, does it put a little chip on your shoulder? Oh, yeah. You know, my, my whole football career kind of been in the underdog role situation, uh, ranging from high school to college ball. So, you know, I, I like that. I, I like fighting and, you know, just always being in dog fights, whether it's games or, you know, certain situations. And, you know, I, I think I have a good mindset going into it. So I'm excited. So let me ask you this. You, you started your career at Penn State. That lasted one year. Ultimately, you made your way out of St. John's, Minnesota. So let me ask you this. Before you decided to go back home, because you are a Minnesota guy, did you have any offers from other D1 teams? Did you, did you proceed? I mean, did you look in that direction at all? No, no. So I actually transferred after one semester at Penn State. So okay. I love my time there and everything, but being a preferred walk-on, um, and they're kind of switching offenses, going from like a pro-style offense to more of a spread with Trace McSorley and Saquon Barkley, and that not really suiting me and like a couple other factors, like I would say tuition being a lot um, and everything, just decided to make the switch. And, you know, in my mind, it was St. John's all the way because I loved the coaching staff so much there and everything through the recruiting process. They were one of my top choices, and I didn't want to like transfer anywhere and like D1-wise and be in a similar situation, so it was, okay. it was uh, St. John's the whole way. So have you... Did you build any relationships with any of those guys at Penn State? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that, that whole class, you know, obviously the coming in, we spent a lot of time together. Was it like dinner um, or study hall, mandatory study hall and everything? So there's a lot of hours spent together. So, like, uh, Tommy, Tommy Stevens, he's, he was now at Mississippi State. He was a scholarship quarterback to my grade. So, you know, I, I know him pretty well. And then a bunch of the other guys, like Juwan Johnson at Oregon. So it's fun seeing what they're doing now. So anybody that you could reach back to in terms of getting advice with this draft process? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I still obviously have all their contact info and keep in touch with a couple of them. A couple of them uh, were, like, like uh, on my floor, and I was pretty close with, like, Jan Johnson, the linebacker for them and everything. So, yeah, yeah, I'm excited to see, you know, how they do uh, throughout this process as well. So let me ask you this. A lot of people may not have seen you play. For those who have not seen you play, talk about what you bring to the table. Yeah, so um, not not so much a dual threat quarterback where I'll dust anyone with my speed or agility, but uh, pocket passers sustain the pocket, can get flushed out at times. Um, but I, I'm, I'm an accurate thrower. I can make plays. I make good decisions with the ball, you know, depending on the situation, whether it's a time to, you know, take a shot deep or, you know, just kind of milk the clock or get a first down. Um, so I, I like I think I'm a smart player um, and make good decisions with the ball and put put the team in the best place to succeed. We're talking to former St. John's Minnesota uh, St. John's Minnesota quarterback Jackson Erdman. So looking at you, you are a Minnesota boy, obviously, and you're played in Minnesota. What would it mean? And you know, obviously, you want to play in the league, but what would it mean if the Vikings gave you a call? Oh, gosh, you know, that, that'd be awesome, obviously, being Minnesota, born and raised, you know, um, just looking up, you know, hometown boy and everything, you know, seeing Adam Thielen, you know, kind of him going that route with smaller school 
and then, you know, just, just working his way up, and now he's all-star for them. Um, you know, it, it'd be so cool. And, you know, I'm just excited for the opportunities. You know, obviously, whichever opportunity I get from any team, I'm going to love it and give it my all. But, yeah, that'd be that'd be super cool, especially in the hometown, because I live literally like 20 minutes away from their facility and everything. So that'd be awesome. <laughs> so at this point, what kind of feedback are you receiving from scouts? Yeah, so, um, you know, at the Collegiate Gridiron Showcase down in Texas, uh, I went down there and I was actually playing with balance through an ankle injury where my ankle was like offset and all the ligaments were torn. So I didn't perform my best um, down there, obviously, because my back foot. So I couldn't really push off and throw on it. So I was struggling. But just feedback from scouts, you know, uh, I possible like uh, rookie minicamp invites and everything or free agency. So I think the pro day will be big for me because I'll be healthy and just showcase everyone what I can do. Um, but yeah, that, that's about it as far as feedback. How is the ankle at this point? It's good. I got, uh, I was in cast for two weeks and boot for four. I'm going to go the, the boot, uh, about a week and a half ago. And, you know, just getting back to healthy, it, it feels no pain and everything, but just matter if, you know, using it again, starting to run and drop back, but I'm feeling good. That's good to hear. So former NFL wide receiver, Pierre Garçon, he was a three, three guy. So, He's a guy definitely had a very successful NFL career. Does hearing his story and how he was able to make the NFL, does that inspire you, inspire you at all? Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, Pierre Garçon, and then especially in the past couple of years, there have been more and more D3 guys that have been able to, you know, make that jump from D3 to NFL. So just seeing, you know, everyone seeing that's kind of possible and stuff and getting more chances and, um, you know, it, it definitely, you know, inspires me and, you know, motivates me because I believe that, you know, I, I can play at that level and compete at that level with big time guys from like D1 and everything. Um, so, yeah, it, it's just exciting, but it definitely motivates me. So throughout the course of your life back in high school, you, you dealt with a little adversity. And at one point there was a possibility that you might not be able to walk again. Talk about that. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, after my junior year football season, um, it was literally a couple of weeks after, I was diagnosed with mono. Um, and the mono led to what the doctors call acute cerebellar ataxia. So just, I've never heard of that until I had it. So just, you know, for background on it, how the doctors explained it to me was the white blood cells that were like in my brain and brainstem, they're attacking the mono cells. Um, when the mono cells were gone, they kept eating like at my healthy brain cells. So it, you know, threw off my teller cerebral cortex, my vestibular cortex. So as far as like balance, hand-eye coordination, depth perception, movement, it kind of went out the gate. So I couldn't sit up straight, let alone stand up straight or walk without either falling over or getting motion sickness and vomiting. Um, so I went to the hospital, was hospitalized for uh, about a week, um, missed a whole month and a half of school and just did extensive physical therapy I'll learn how to sit up straight again, how to stand straight without falling over, and then eventually, you know, just learn how to walk and get, you know, basic uh, functions back. So it, it was a scary time, but um was able to stay strong. I had great support system with family, doctors, you know, had faith, and, yeah, I was able to push through it. What did that situation teach you about yourself? What did you learn about yourself? Yeah. Yeah, you know, learn like going back to that fighter mentality. You know, I went went through a lot um, with that. I didn't know if I'd be able to walk, let alone play football again. Because the first time, uh, after a couple months of having that, I went to play catch with my dad, and he was standing ten yards away, and I didn't complete a pass, and I threw it in the ground to the side. Like my whole depth perception was off, and when he threw it back, I couldn't even catch the ball. 
So, you know, j- just battled and fought through it. Um, fast forward senior year, I'm healthy enough to play. And then we're undefeated first round of the state tournament. I break my leg on the third play of the game and then play the rest of the game with a broken leg. Um, so just like, you know, I've been through adversity um, in terms of health and stuff. So, you know, just that fighter mentality that I'm going to fight. My college career, I played through a separated shoulder, torn ligaments, and, you know, I'm just going to do whatever it takes to win. It showed a lot that, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a fighter and I'm going to do what it takes to get better and win. You are a coach's kid. Your dad coached in high school. How was that? <laughs> yeah, I liked it. People always ask me if it's weird or whatnot, and I, I never thought it was weird because I kind of grew up in Rosemount as long as he's been the coach here. So my entire life I've known him as, like, the head coach for Rosemount in high school football. Um, so And he coached, like, basketball, youth basketball when I was little for me, and he was my ninth-grade government teacher. So, like, I've had him in experiences, so, like, it wasn't weird for me being, like, on the varsity team sophomore year and having him as a coach because it's all I've been used to and I, I've had him, so it's normal for me. Um, you know, I loved it. I was able to talk to him like, you know, on a more of a personal level and everything, um, you know, off the field and just always scheming. So, I, yeah, being raised in a football, football household, it really, really helped me and made me elevate my game. So you had to be on your best behavior in uh, high school. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. At all times. Always had eyes on me. <laughs> so were you happy when you went off to college and you finally got a dad break? <laughs> You know, it it was different for sure. You know, going from my high school coaching staff who I grew up with ever since I was little, so I knew that I was very close to going to a brand new coaching staff. So it was different. Um, and obviously, my dad and I always kept in contact. Uh, he would like be able to watch film on me or practices and stuff. Um, and then also just like still be coaching, like what what can you do to get better and everything. So I'd always have those phone calls with him and always keep him posted on everything. Um, but yeah, it was different for sure. So. You said that your teammates believe that your best quality is your leadership ability. Who is Jackson Erdman, the leader? Yeah, you know, um, uh, to me, like the way I was raised, my, you know, it, my dad did a lot for like the football program on and off the field. So, you know, being a leader to me, it means like always doing the right thing in every situation, you know, uh, kind of just on character, you know, it's what you do when no one's watching and everything. And then obviously just building up the, your teammates and everyone around you. So just, you know, uh, radiating positivity in every situation, just building each other up and not tearing anyone down is really, really important to me. I and mean, I think it goes a long way. So, like we said, you went to Penn State for like a semester and then ultimately you came back to Minnesota. Does part of you will want to get out of Minnesota and, and see something different? Uh, yeah, you know, I, I, I love, you know, change and, uh, you know, diversity and everything. So I, I'm ready to, well, I, I'm, I'm definitely open to getting out, but, you know, I love Minnesota, love, love that I was racing and everything. So I'm fine staying here for a bit. As far as like after my football career, I definitely want to get out and experience new, new cultures, new places and everything. Um, so just a matter of what opportunity has presented itself to me. You don't get tired of the cold weather? No, I definitely get tired of the cold weather. <laughs> but the summers here are gorgeous. But, yeah, okay. I'm sick of the cold. All right. We're talking to former St. John's, Minnesota quarterback, Jackson Erdman. So, obviously, your favorite team is the Minnesota Vikings. So, let me ask you this. 
who is your favorite player? Who was who was your favorite player growing up? Okay, okay, don't hate me, but I'm actually a Packer fan. Oh, okay. So my my mom and dad were uh, my dad was raised a Packer fan, has season tickets, and my mom was born in Wisconsin, so was raised in a Packer household and everything. Um, so that's so what I get up, for assuming. That's what I get for assuming. <laughs> so I get a lot of hate, you know, obviously living in Minnesota and everything. But I I still grew up watching the Vikings, so like Dante Culpepper, Randy Moss, you know that yeah. duo. Um, was exciting, and obviously I know some guys on the Vikings now, so kind, kind of, I, it's not like a rivalry where like I hate one or the other, um, but as far as the Packers grew up watching Brett Favre and Rodgers and just love the way they play the game. Okay, but you like Culpepper and Moss, but at the end of the day, you're more of a Brett Favre, Greg Jennings type guy. Oh, absolutely. Brett Favre, Donald Driver. All Driver, that. yep. <laughs> <laughs> well, Things happen, I guess. I mean, it's surprising, but, I mean, you yeah, are a Packers yeah. fan. <laughs> yeah, grew up going to games at Lambeau Field in the cold, so, yeah. So you're all about the cold. You love the cold. Yeah, I I don't mind the cold at times. I'm used to it, but I definitely prefer, prefer the warm weather. Okay. All right. So, is there a quarterback out here that you – try to emulate or that you emulate that or that your style is similar to? Well, so I don't really try to emulate anyone. I just focus on what, you know, my, my best characteristics and traits are and just try to be the best version of myself. But uh, obviously, like I said, um, I, I'm, I'm a pocket passer, so no Lamar Jackson or anything like that. But like I said, I can get out of the pocket at times and throw the run, so – Definitely, like, think, like, more Aaron Rodgers type as far as, like, you know, can, can make throws in the pocket and then also get out and throw in the run and just make some plays down the field. So, end of the day, end of the day, why should any NFL team give you an opportunity? Like I said, I'm a fighter. I'm a team player. I'm going to do whatever it takes to win and better the team. And then also, you know, you give me a chance and – I'm a winner in my past. You know, St. John's, we I had a very winning career at St. John's. And, you know, we, we had been to, like, the had made deep playoff runs for years and was able to bring, like, kind of put St. John's back on the map, my class and my teammates and I. Um, and, you know, I'm going to give it my, my all, whatever it is, uh, whatever my position is, and I'm going to fight until I'm a starter or just, you know, uh, help the team win. Um, and, and I'm a playmaker and everything in regards so. Yeah, a lot, lot, there's a lot to it, but, uh, yeah, I'm a winner. So, you, speaking of being a winner, you won the Gagliardi Trophy, which is the D3 equivalent to the Heisman Trophy Award. What did it mean for you to win that back in 2018? Yeah, you know, it was a huge accomplishment coming into the year because, you know, it tested my teammates around me because we had so many good wide receivers and tight ends, running backs, offensive line. Um, so I think it tests uh, me and, you know, my teammates. And it was kind of special because the legendary coach, John Galari, actually passed away in that year. So for St. John's to be able to bring that trophy back to college, was pretty special. Um, so, yeah, uh, just an incredible honor and a testament to the year we had that year. Where is that trophy? Uh, it's in my living room. Okay. All right. That, that's a special award. I mean, at the end of the day, it is the D3 equivalent of the Heisman Trophy. 
So that means you pretty much was the best player during that particular year. So that's a definitely a high honor for you uh, to be and something definitely to be proud of. So obviously at some point in time, you would like to add to your trophy case. And, and you know, one way you can do that is by getting to the NFL and doing what you need to do on the next level. So at this point, you realize, well, we don't know what could happen in terms of the draft and everything, but at this point, you're thinking you're going to have to go to free agency route. Yeah. You know, just, just from hearing feedback and, you know, obviously being D3 uh, and not being in any of the bigger all-star games or anything. Um, don't think I'll be drafted with, it'd be awesome if I was, but don't think it'll go that route. So it'd be free agency or um, yeah, be a couple of rookie mini camp invites maybe. Um, so I'm, I'm feeling that route as of right now. And that's not necessarily a bad route because on some level, if you have, you know, multiple teams coming after you, you can kind of pick and choose your situation. So it's definitely oh, absolutely. not a bad route. So, yeah, I'm excited to, again, pro day coming up, show everyone what I can do because I'm confident in myself. So just see what happens. So you're – let me ask you this. Are you – do you have certain targets that you want to meet on that pro day? terms of 40 in terms of everything um well to, to be honest don't know if i'm running the 40 yet because like okay. i said getting over that ankle surgery right um, so i'm working trying to prepare for it because i want to and you know just show everyone all my abilities but um yeah just working health wise but as far as targets i want to you know i've been working with jake browning wash or uh he was at washington now he's with the vikings he's been helping me out just with dropbacks and everything and just, just feeling healthy and comfortable in the pocket with my dropbacks because out of uh, uh, our last two seasons at St. John's, I did primarily shotguns, so just getting back to used to that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also just connections with the wide receivers and running backs, you know, just put the ball in the money and show off my velocity and arm strength as well. Okay. All right. So, fans, make sure you check this man out on Twitter at Jerdy002. That is J E R D Y. Zero zero two, and support all the great things going on with former St. John's, Minnesota quarterback Jackson Erdman. Jackson, absolute pleasure talking to you, sir. Wish you nothing but the best moving forward. Would love to do it again. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Take care of yourself. All right, you too.